0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. everyone, and welcome back to episode 13 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we will use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. This week's show is all about professional development. It is the one area of personal development that we haven't touched on yet. That is why the goal of this episode is to highlight the importance of professional development in your overall personal development plan. So what is professional development? It is the continued training and education of an individual in regards to his or her career. The main goal of professional development is to keep you up to date on the current trends or changes in your chosen field. It is also to help you develop new skills, Not only for advancement in either your current job or field, but also if you're planning on making some kind of change or leap to something new. Look, I don't care what your profession or occupation is. Professional development is a must for everyone, regardless of how you earn a living. Once again, this insane pandemic has shown us that nothing can be taken for granted. Our health, our finances, or our way of living. There have been countless employees, small business owners, and even big business owners that have lost their way of making a living, either temporarily or permanently, due to the shutdown of so many things. Not because they quit, but because someone or something else decided for them. Fair or not fair, these are the things you must all be prepared for. In the words of Abby Lee Miller from Dance Moms, everyone is replaceable. No one is irreplaceable at their job and I will say it again, no one is irreplaceable at their job. You may think you are, or may have even been told so, but I'm here to tell you otherwise. And take it from me personally, I lost my job back in December. And it was only because I've already adopted this mindset of knowing that, hey, I could be replaced just like everybody else, that it wasn't as devastating as it could have been. Now, don't get me wrong. I did have my O, F asterisk, asterisk, asterisk moment because I thought about our health insurance. But other than that, I was able to pick up my feet and move on knowing that just another door closed and a new one would be opening for me. Once you've adopted that mindset, it is much easier to look out for yourself and in turn others who may be dependent on you financially. Do this by constantly evolving and taking part in your own professional development. You must be the one to take control of this and make it a priority. You cannot hope and wait for your employer to do it for you or for the timing to be right or for there to be a full moon on a Tuesday in March. You just have to start, make a plan and revisit your plan every six months. So let's talk about the plan. You know me, plans and goals make me giddy. What is a professional development plan and what should it look like? It is simply a list of career goals with actionable steps for achieving those goals. Goals such as achieving a new certification, finding a mentor, or even attaining a certain level in your field. For example, my daughter Bree is currently a nursing student working towards her BSN, but her eventual goal is to become a nurse practitioner. Now she's taken the time to really map out how she's going to achieve that. That is part of her professional development plan. You have to know your end goal in order to put the actionable steps in place for your plan. Otherwise, as we talked about in last week's episode, no plan equals someone else planning for you. A professional development plan is a constant reference for you to go back to, to keep track and adjust your goals as need be, like now when everything has been turned upside down. Speaking of that, one really important thing to have built into your plan is a contingency. A what am I going to do if the shit hits the fan, I lose my job and I have to start over? Or if my industry no longer looks the same as it used to, how am I going to pivot my skills and experience in a way that work for me somewhere else? You really want to build up your transferable skills first, which we will dive deeper into in a moment. These skills are the ones that you can use anywhere in any job or industry. By at least thinking about a contingency plan for yourself, you are already mentally planning, which allows you to be creative and in control of your actions. This reduces your stress level, which is what I just talked about. And hey, if you have recently had to pivot because of this pandemic then write down what actions you took or are taking for yourself and use that as a reference for the future or even to help someone else. Before you start writing out your goals, start within a self-assessment or evaluation of your knowledge, skills, and even your interests as they relate to your profession. By taking inventory of what you already have, it is much easier to know what you need to add in order to achieve your goals. Plus, you'll most likely find that you have transferable skills that you didn't even think about or realize are valuable assets for you. Let's dive deeper into what transferable skills are now. These are skills that are most often referred to as soft skills and can be transferred to any job or industry. Some examples of these are communication, organization, teamwork, dependability, and leadership. Having been through enough job interviews over the last 10 years, I can tell you that questions about my abilities in these skill areas always come up. It is fairly easy to assess someone's technical ability, but a bit more challenging for the ones we just listed. And frankly, these soft skills are really important in how you will fit in at a new job, how easily you can adapt to new things, and are much more of an asset than you realize. One of my most valuable transferable skills is that I have really perfected and continually work on over the years is my relationship building ability. This would fall under the communication area. As a payroll professional, I've had the unique position of having to deal with every employee in every department in any company or organization that I've worked for. And I've had to deal with many outside vendors as well. So it's extremely important that I'm able to build strong relationships with all of these people and that I interact with on a daily basis. Now, knowing how valuable of an asset this skill is, you would better believe that I highlight this on my resume. And when I get asked the question, and I always do, what would you consider your strongest skill? This is the skill that I talk about. The best thing about this skill is that I can use it anywhere. I'm using it right now as I create this podcast episode. It's important for me to be able to relate to others and have them relate to me. There is a reason why I talk about relationships so much and have that listed in the top three of my personal development areas to work on first. Because as I've said before, relationships matter and are the only things that we take with us. This is why building this transferable skill up is one of the best things you can do in your professional development. So really take the time to master your transferable skills as they will set you apart from your colleagues and fellow applicants. If you're looking for a new job and anyone can anyone can have those technical qualifications, but few will take the time to reflect the soft skills. And this is where your advantage lies. Back to our professional development plan. We've now talked about assessing where you are and what skills you have, setting some goals, and having a contingency plan in case those goals get derailed. Another important thing you need to include in your plan are some strategies for achieving your goals. Strategies can include experiential or hands on learning, observation, learning by watching others, education, and mentoring. Now, if the company you work for offers any kind of professional development, make sure you're taking advantage of that first, because it's free. A lot of organizations recognize the value that professional development brings, but if you don't have this to take advantage of, then you're gonna have to do this by yourself and you're worth the investment of your resources, i.e. time and money. And I can tell you firsthand, most of the time, the jobs I've had, they did not offer a lot of professional development, but I went out there and I pursued it on my own. Let's start with some free strategies. First, go online. There are so many free professional development articles, tutorials, and mini courses that you can take advantage of. Do a little research and you will find a ton of resources for you to use. I know, I studied for my payroll certification using only free things that I found online because the ones offered by the APA, American Payroll Association, the very place giving me the certification were so expensive. I mean, I was already paying to take the test. So taking the test wasn't free, but all the study aids I used were. And I passed on my second try. I only missed passing the first time by two questions, which still irritates me. Anyway, you just have to take the time to look for things and you will find what you need. Another great free strategy is to volunteer somewhere to get the experience you may be looking for or are in need of. Going back to my own personal experiences, I volunteered plenty over the years. And it wasn't necessarily to get job skills, but one of those experiences was being on the parent board at my daughter's school. Now, the main purpose of this board was to raise funds for the school. Even though I didn't always enjoy being on this board, I did walk away with some great experience in not only fundraising, but teamwork, working with very stringent parameters at the school because it's a Catholic school, and just seeing how all of the moving parts of an organization work together or not. It was actually invaluable experience, and I've definitely used some of that in every job that I've had. I've always been an advocate of volunteering, and if done right, should benefit both parties, those in need of volunteers, and those doing the volunteering. It's fairly easy to find places to volunteer at by doing a little research and asking around. Finding a mentor is also a great way to enhance your professional development. And frankly, if someone is willing to be a mentor to you, it is because they want to give back. They most likely have been mentored by someone themselves in the past, and now want to pay it forward. So what is your price for this? That depends. Maybe you can barter your skills with this person in turn for their experience, or maybe they will want to know from you that you'll be one day willing to mentor someone else. To me, mentoring is like volunteering. It should be free, but both parties need to walk away with something. That just makes the experience better for everyone. I haven't had a a whole lot of experience in having a mentor. I think this is because the types of positions I have had have been standalone ones, meaning I was in charge of the whole process. Now, I have had several managers who definitely were good teachers, but none of them could really help me advance my career because they often didn't live in the payroll world, and that's okay. I've had many mentors in the personal development world, even though I haven't met any of them. They have come to me in the form of books that I've read and webinars that I've attended, etc. and those mentors have given me invaluable skills to use in any arena. I think the key to finding a good mentor is to think of a successful individual that you know and would like to learn from. You may have to go outside of where you work to find this. And don't be afraid to ask this person for some advice. What's the worst they could say? No, if you seek, you will find. There are also some great paid opportunities to advance your professional development. This comes in many forms such as continuing education to grow your technical skills, joining professional organizations in your field, and paid webinars, just to name a few. A great place to find these things and a ton of free stuff is LinkedIn. I really can't say enough good things about LinkedIn. It's free to join and has been a great resource for me over the years. It's the perfect place to grow your professional network. They have a paid version if you were really looking to interact with job recruiters, but it's not a must. You'll find job listings, professional groups to join, great articles to read, networking opportunities, and best of all, no political bias. It's not allowed. When someone does try to post these types of things, they are called out by pretty much everyone on there. I really enjoy reading the posts that people put up, even when they're only pictures and quotes or short videos. Some of them make my day, like a recent one I stumbled upon. It talked about the changes to accounting with the new EBITDA acronym, and they named it EBITDAQ, which stands for Earnings Before Interest, Taxes, Depreciation, Amortization, and Coronavirus, a funny way to deal with a very real new accounting problem. One of the best things I've gained from using LinkedIn has been some of the payroll groups that I'm a part of. I'm able to ask questions or read others' questions and the answers that have come in from payroll professionals like myself. It's a great way to meet other people and just know that you're not alone in your struggles and together you can find some solutions to problems you may be facing or have the opportunity to help someone else. There is one more important thing I wanna make sure is included in your professional development plan and that is to update your resume. Make sure to do this every six months when you look over your professional development plan. By doing it at the same time, you'll be able to add new skills you've gained or take off ones that no longer match the professional goals you may have for yourself. Even if you own your own business, you never know when the circumstances may change and you may now have to look for a job. It's much easier to do it with an updated resume already in place rather than having to build one from scratch. Think of this as part of your contingency plan. Okay everyone, let's wrap this episode up by first recapping what we talked about. Create a professional development plan by first taking an assessment of your skills, both transferable and technical, then writing out your career goals. Next, make sure to build up your transferable skills. Make sure to include a contingency plan in your overall plan. Next, list some strategies for achieving your goals, such as using the free information found online, volunteering, finding a mentor, continuing your education, joining professional organizations, and using LinkedIn to grow your network. Finally, remember to update your resume every six months while reviewing your professional development plan. Let's remind ourselves to always be resourceful and a resource to others, to use our motivation and mindset to push ourselves to be an active participant in our own professional development and to be a shining light and life preserver for others when they need it. Never stop learning, never stop growing, and always keep moving forward. I want you to take the energy from this episode and use it throughout your week to take charge of your professional development. Don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time.